Return of the Jedi was very unique in its ending positive galaxy-wide celebration. But now that the Mandoverse is expanding, did they accidentally retcon the trilogy ender? And how will new Jedi get their blades in the new Jedi Order movie? Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. So we have the original trilogy, we've got the Empire Strikes Back, and we've got the Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi was very different in its tone. It took a lot of the different pieces of A New Hope and the Empire Strikes Back and brought it back a little bit more towards the, the childhood adventure style movie mm -hmm. but still had some adult tones and it still had some of the the key pieces that we came to expect in something like the empire strikes back but at the end it ended with this big celebration yeah obviously in the original cut it was the celebration of the ewoks the empire's gone woohoo yeah yeah in the the canon experience now it is a galaxy-wide celebration yeah. all across every single piece that the Star Wars galaxy has has been touched by the Skywalker saga. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> I forgot that that's an added thing. Yeah, so originally now. it was like Yub Nub, the yeah, dance song, it was Yub just Nub. Like that, which is what I remember yeah. growing up with. But yes, it's true. Now it's like a whole galaxy-wide... They're toppling statues. Yeah, everyone's dancing, everyone's cheering, everyone's fireworks are in the air, everyone's happy. Very fascinating. <laughs> Very positive outlook yeah. on this uh, story, uh, on the Empire as the galaxy knew it toppling. And that's what we know of as Star Wars, or we have known Star Wars as. Now with the introduction of the Mandoverse, the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, we're getting some different flavors of the Star Wars universe getting added to this time frame, which was supposed to be a time frame of peace, of of celebration, of, mm -hmm. of tearing down what the Empire had built up, really. Yeah. So we're getting almost this behind-the-scenes look now of what really happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. It's like, that's what started it? Uh-huh. And now here's the real life. Yeah, it, it really feels like that. It really feels like, yeah, that was just a day of celebration, but uh -huh. uh, guess what? Here's the reality. Then everybody and had to go back to work on Monday. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it really feels like this was the weekend, and uh, we partied really hard that day. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> now the whole galaxy's hungover. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even just what they've done with like like some people actually liking the empire mm -hmm. and um which i would say is a more accurate descriptor of what yeah. would actually take for the entire galaxy to really move in the direction that the destruction of the second death star intended mm -hmm. but yeah but we're seeing um yeah just kind of like a reality check in star wars kind of in a way mm -hmm. i'm kind of sad i'm sad that we don't get this like just joyous, peaceful time, because yeah. um, it does make the tr original trilogy seem like a little bit less, I guess, or at least just what Luke and Leia and Han did yeah. as like in in the Rebels and stuff. Like it, it's not quite as much of a punch if not if everyone's like, okay, okay, next next thing. What's the, Who's what's the, the next, next big bad? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're fighting ourselves. Okay, here we go. Like I don't know. 
I saw this article that was like, did did they actually retcon Return of the Jedi? Is this new era going to take away some of the impact or some of the different pieces that Return of the Jedi really put in place when it came out and really was like, it was the period at the end of the sentence or even the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. And then they go backwards in time with the prequel trilogy and that's how we get that experience of the, the prequel era with everybody. And now we have that continuation obviously we had the continuation in the books when it comes to the Thrawn and the end of the empire series and and that experience of things and really kicked off what we uh, came to know of at that point that was episodes seven eight nine that was the original sequel trilogy were those books and now we are in this time frame where it's like yes Obviously, it would be great that the whole galaxy is celebrating and, and the Emperor's dead and, and all of these different pieces, but that's not how it actually works. This is how it works, in a way. As far as a retcon goes, I don't think it's wholly like a retcon. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with I, that I don't think statement. I think that's too bold. Too bold of a yeah. statement. Do I think everyone would be out in the streets dancing? No. I think a lot of people would be very afraid. Uh-huh. Be like, oh shoot, so who's ruling us now? Where is my structure? I had yeah. a nine to five. I had a, a mm-hmm. schedule. I went to go. I might not have liked it, but at least I had some sort of safety net. Sort or of you, you may have liked it. Yeah. You got you to have. meet up with your buddies. Yeah. You got to go to the, the bar after mm-hmm. work. You got to, uh, I don't know, like do jujitsu on the weekends or (laughs) play cribbage the structure was everything you needed you got to play some (laughs) star wars chess with your friends you had time in the morning to do your self-care yeah Uh, (laughs) eat cereal uh make a coffee or a calf um that's totally a thing that is and will continue to happen up until the the first order comes about Mm -hmm. because there are always going to be people that want things to one have stayed the same or to be better but in the opposite direction that everyone is currently at so how do you feel do you think this is going to be worth it do you think this this time frame is going to be what we all want it to be with these changes with this new perspective on the galaxy as far as like what they're taking the ending of that yeah. of uh jet return pretty or... much altering what return of the jedi ended as mm-hmm. obviously it's not really altering because there will be a lot of these areas i would question i, I think naboo is on that yeah. that bandwagon of like crumbling down a statue of the emperor they were very much tied to palpatine's uprise uh-huh. yeah and we're quite proud of him there. So yeah. I wouldn't necessarily agree on that one, but a lot of the other ones, I would totally see them hearing the news of the Emperor's death yeah. and the destruction of the second Death Star and being like, sweet, yes, yep. this is great. I'm kind of conflicted um, in a way. I think it's just a natural progression. I think it makes <laughs> the galaxy, the, the, the galaxy wide celebration is a little bit of an over simplification almost yeah yeah it's almost too good to be true um <laughs> you cynic you <laughs> listen star ever since andor they they open the door for the cynics uh-huh. so <laughs> <laughs> um but i still appreciate it i still think it's it needs to be there it does ground it like what they're doing now it grounds it it keeps it from being like 
everything's just sunshine daisies mm-hmm. and roses and rainbows like yeah. it's good i think it's good that we almost see too much of the behind the scenes in a way but i think it's still good i think it makes for really good interesting yeah. stories as long as we're getting good star wars stories I can overlook a lot of things. So my big concern with it is around the idea that the Empire is as big as it is in the Mandoverse. Hmm. You've got the warlords building up their own armies, their own caches of equipment and vehicles and their own sections of the galaxy. I liked it a lot more in like Mandalorian season one where you have these remnants, like true remnants of the empire that are there. Like they are clinging to life. Their armor is beat up. It's, it's moldy. It's dusty. It's crusty. It's, probably someone has probably died in it already like that was the kind of feel that we saw with those Mm stormtroopers on Tatooine or um their their equivalent like that was the the feeling that I got there now though with the introduction of the warlords and specifically in Mandalorian season three I think that's where it's the most egregious Mm -hmm. is this introduction of the empire as more Mm -hmm. because and, and even like if you look at Ahsoka Ahsoka's viewpoint and the New Republic's viewpoint of the Empire is that it's gone. Right. They are under the guise that everyone's celebrating in the streets. They're tearing it down. Symbols of the Empire's reign. That's what they believe. I don't think it makes sense if there's still so many warlords that seem to have so much power that they have to spare mm-hmm. when it comes to, I'm, I'm thinking specifically the fight on Mandalore. Yes. How many troopers that they had created there. Yeah. And you don't have that many troopers, even on Mandalore, without more rumor spreading. It's true. Um, I could only see it working if it's like each warlord kind of taking the uh, recipe and making it their own sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like if that's just... Um, Moff Gideon's. Moff Gideon's section but if we look like he got captured in season one yeah. of mandalorian so then who's running the show for him who's been building all these things yeah. and then he escapes and then like that that's the question Unless concern it was that the i clone have of himself running uh-huh which is possible i it's, still think uh, they they could bring moff gideon back yeah. because of all the clones why would he have all of his clones in one place seems a little bit of an oversight mm. to me uh but that's my only concern with this idea yeah. Is that because of how how strong they're making the warlords in Star Wars right now, in the Mandoverse time frame, does make me question a little bit. Yeah, I do kind of wish that we'd seen more of the ruggedness. Yeah, like it's too before shiny. before we went to that. Like, yeah, I, I think it's okay, but I would like to see more of that transitionary period between the two. You know. Yeah, even with the Moth Gideon army that he's created. I assume he's created. Um, even if like he could have like one shiny, smaller section, but then everyone else be more crusty, yeah. that would have even been more uh-huh. realistic because it's like, no, I've just been using these guys as buffer so that I can create these shiny guys back here. Yeah, Something more like that. Um, it does feel very too good to be true. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> That's my only concern with it. Mm-hmm. But when we look at uh, evolving time frames across the galaxy, it does make me start to question some of the decisions that they're going to be making, specifically mm-hmm. with the sequel trilogy. And this led me to think about some of the theories on how the new Jedi, mm-hmm. the Padawans and apprentices and all of those people that Ray is training. I, I'm assuming it's in the uh, the ideas of the Force where they have lightsabers. Of course, we don't know much of that. But where are they going to get the Kybers for their lightsabers? Where are they going to teach these things? Because, newsflash, Ilum, Ilum, however you want to pronounce it, because I made a video and pronounced it one way and everyone roasted me in the comments. Oh my gosh. And then... Half of the other people were like, no, no he, he said, said it right. right. <laughs> so who knows? I think it's Elam. I typically would pronounce it Elam, but hmm. let me know in the comments below. <laughs> uh, that planet became Starkiller because uh. of the kyber crystals. Um, it, it used the whole planet as a mm-hmm. basically a charge. Kyber crystals have an immense amount of energy. Yeah. That was where they got the kyber crystals. Huh. So where are they going to get the kyber crystals now that Starkiller base has been destroyed? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, now, they could retcon things like they did in Rise of Skywalker where a piece yeah. of of freaking Starkiller base is on this random planet somewhere like they did in Rise of Skywalker where the bit of the Death Star ends up on this one watery planet even though that thing entirely exploded but it's beyond the point that is one of the theories that I've been seeing Mm. is that actually a piece of it survived and that's where they can source it from another place now I think this is an interesting theory is that they could go to the Inquisitorius mm-hmm. Castle in- Inquisitorius the place where Darth Vader and his group of people hunting down the Jedi were housed they would either convert the Jedi or kill them but they would keep the lightsabers oh oh so this could be like you're not necessarily making your own lightsaber it's more of your inheriting yes. or like repurposing the kyber else's. oh mm. that could be kind of cool right i would i would lo- i just love the image of an abandoned inquisitorious and going through the halls of this broken place mm-hmm. the evil that's condensed there just surrounding you as you try to find kyber crystals for the next generation mm-hmm. of jedi that's pretty sweet Right? I feel like that's very poetic. Right? And like, yeah, I feel like that that would be a good... Rebirth from the ashes almost. Mm-hmm. And it's not... I mean, there was always the trials anyway. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good place to test, like, your strength and yeah. the They could still have, like, the, the K2 droids everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. there could be so many pieces that they could play around with this idea. Like you said, mm-hmm. the trials that you have to go to... Yep. To get your kyber crystal. I mean, you know this place has got booby traps and whatnot, even though Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, come on. <laughs> That'd uh, be cool. Uh, we've seen it broken into multiple times, so I don't necessarily think it's like as like legit legit of a fortress yeah. as they want to portray it, because we see it broken into in Obi-Wan in the most ridiculous of ways, and we see it broken <laughs> into in Jedi Fallen Order, which I think is a little bit more believable in terms of going underneath the water and coming back up and kind of sneaking your way around. Right. But- that could totally be part of the trial to get the uh, kyber crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, another theory that I've been seeing floating around is you could actually just find them across the galaxy at random 
Star Wars equivalents of thrift stores. <laughs> Vendors across the galaxy, more than likely on Coruscant, because that was where the Jedi Order was housed. Yeah. Uh, Black I, market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A personal theory that I have that I would love to see, it, it takes the idea of like Inquisitorious, but brings a little bit closer to home. Jedi Temple. I would love to see this return to the Jedi Temple. I personally would just love to see Coruscant again in the movies. And what better of a way than to foster the next generation of the Jedi than going back to where so many of them began? That would be cool. Again, another poetic place. I feel like all these things kind of need to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be a revisiting of the past that has to happen. Um, yeah, especially because it's Ray now. In theory, <laughs> I do have another theory, but I, I want to further go into this. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think it'd be important. I don't know. Do they house kyber crystals in the, or is it mostly just to find old lightsabers? Theoretically, my theory is that they would go to the old Jedi temple and find older lightsaber blades, or somewhere on that campus where they are housed. Mm. I, would Im- I can only imagine that that place has been ransacked and all of those lightsabers that were just strewn on the floor from dead bodies. Um, or was it just abandoned? I don't know. Because we have... Well, didn't the First Order use it? Somebody took it over. I don't I don't know. I don't... Because hmm. I don't think the First Order is housed on Coruscant because mm-hmm. you have the rise of the New Republic. So the New Republic, in theory, would have control of Coruscant. Again, this is in theory. Um, Because how can... There's a lot of scum and villainy that hides on on Coruscant. But I don't think you can hide it that much evil in the place when it comes to, like, Snoke and his people and their people and the army that he's building with Kylo Ren. Yeah. I don't think any of that could be happening. But maybe it does. I just thought for some reason there's a there's a scene in yeah. the last Jedi that's a callback to um Anakin Skywalker walking across hmm okay the temple grounds for some reason I just picture black like big old black flags on the temple or something some kind of corruption of the temple hmm I, I don't think maybe so. I dreamed it <laughs> <laughs> But I could see Palpatine going in there and being like, Ooh, that's Yeah, that's another theory. In Legends, um, the reason why the Jedi Temple is where it is, this is deep below the Jedi Temple, is the remnants of a Sith Temple. And as a show of victory against the Sith, they built their temple much grander on top of that location. So it could be that could also tie into some of the the, the darker force that could be um, faced in mm-hmm. Jedi yeah. Order movie. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of questions there, but I, I think Stephen Knight and the Peaky Blinders uh, writer, as well as Charmaine Obeid Chinoy, I think them paired together. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Charmino Chinoy's background is in uh, documentary oh. directing. Oh, wow. Uh, she's won a few awards, I believe, on her documentaries. And then, obviously, Peaky Blinders covering a very volatile part of British history, as well as um, diving into more of the, the deeper corruption, as well as just really good, rich storytelling there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there could be 
places for this kind of storytelling where they go back to these momentous positions and locations across the galaxy and use them to build up this next generation. Or maybe it's just where this evil is housed. Who knows? I think it'd be actually pretty cool to see students finding their own way mm-hmm. into these situations of finding their kyber, kyber crystals. Yeah. Um, like even, that's part of their training. Yeah, part of your training is where would you go? How would you acquire this? Would you go through a black market? Would you go to this random planet that might have a chunk of an old planet on it yeah or would you like follow all these leads like how would you come to this Mm -hmm. that'd be kind of cool and that's assuming that's going to be key to the story all of this is assuming that this is going to be part of the story yeah um they could just be like yeah we've got lightsabers (laughs) we just got them (laughs) or the thing i was alluding to earlier they could just say hey there's a new location this is a big Mm -hmm. galaxy there's another planet to get kyber crystals on like right. we don't have to care about that at all guess what we found another one mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, or it could cool. be shards of the death star um there are many different ways and pieces that they could go about jetta was a big location for that as well so we have examples of locations for kyber crystals other than Ilum. but uh, i think i think it could be interesting to see where the past comes in and influences the future of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's personally yeah. what I would like to see. Yeah. Where does where do we go from this very corrupt and volatile history that stretches back thousands or hundreds of thousands of years and, and where do the Jedi as they go and find the kyber crystals and, and put them into their laser swords what does it look like early versions of the lightsabers were actually have battery packs um, so that could be something that they, they try to experiment with. Where's technology go in advance? Right. And where does it, how does the lack of Jedi uh, f- across so many years impact the Jedi of today and tomorrow? I hope that they play with that. I hope that they think about it in a really unique way. Like mm-hmm. I'd love to see the Jedi becoming something different, but also yeah. hails back to what we know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine that they they would be doing them a disservice if they don't go back to their roots because, I mean, we've even seen with Luke, mm-hmm. he falls back. Yeah. And it's like we need that reminder of we're the not going to go back. What didn't work. Right. So we can find ways to be better. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting. I can't imagine that it would go over very well, but it'd be interesting if they do something totally different from a lightsaber. I don't think I you think could. They have to. I know. I they think ha- that they, they have to have some kind they of have lightsaber. To have some, some lightsaber something. thing there. But it'd just be interesting if they're doing different styles. If maybe mm-hmm. guns are more of a also everyone thing. has dark sabers again. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Let us know your thoughts, though, in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube or contact uplinkpodcast.com. As always, you can listen to the podcast wherever you find podcasts. And thank you for listening. May the Force be with you. <laughs>